Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. To Kim and Cat's Stay Alive, maybe. We are a horror movie comedy comedy podcast. So we're going to tell you the entirety of a movie. Spoilers and all. I'm Ketrin Porter. And And I'm Kim Burns. I'm going to tell Kim a movie today and see if she can stay alive. And I'm going to murder Ketrin. What? Wrong. (laughs) Wrong role. Um, Hi, how was your birthday? My birthday was amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Did we tell? To the Grand Canyon with D. And um, wow, was it great. Have you guys seen that big hole? No. It's spectacular. Is it so big? It's like we saw so much of it. And still only a teeny tiny part of it. So it's pretty grand? Like, it's quite grand. Wow. Also, like, I immediately cried. Like, I was just like, huh, huh. Oh, my like, God. Immediately overwhelmed. Like, it's beyond. It's just beyond. Wow. It took me a very long time to, like, even wrap my brain around it. And I don't think I ever fully did. But I got a little more used to it as the time went on. That's so cool. Because <laughs> crying at beautiful nature is more of a, a Ketron move. I know. So I'm like, it it's must like be. That, like, you won't be able to handle it. It's it's truly, like, that overwhelming. Because you're just like, how oh, is this real? Oh, God. What's going to happen to like, me then? I don't know. You're going to fall off it. I am. Be careful. <laughs> I'm going to dive off of it. Like, I'm going to be like, nothing else matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, we away. saw it every which way. We mm-hmm. saw it. We walked along the rim, which is like a paved part. We hiked down into it. We uh, drove up and down the road to all like the major points of it. Wow. All on the south rim because uh, December, like the north rim is closed. And we helicoptered too. That helicoptered so over fun. and into it. It was so cool. And then the park rangers put on a bunch of free stuff. So we did a free tour with Ranger Jill. Oh, she's pretty spectacular. She sounds it. And she talked all about, she was like fucking cool. She was like, yeah, it, I, you know, think a lot of every time I put my ranger hat on because the National Park Service hasn't always done great things, you know, and just like talked a lot about the history of like what uh, has been perceived and written in newspapers versus like 
a lot about like indigenous and like the people who it is their land and they are still there and they've always lived there and they still do. There's yeah. a lot of indigenous people that still do. And uh, it was a lot about that, like a lot about oral history of like <sighs> the canyon and stuff. And it was fucking cool. And then they do uh, nighttime stuff stuff too because it's like a dark sky yeah because there's no light pollution yeah and uh so they had an astronomy night where the first night i guess they were afraid it was gonna snow it was fucking cold you guys and oh my god i'm like really craving these little california babies were like chilly (laughs) one time i walked inside to like a bar or something and this like the guy sitting next to me was like you cold (laughs) (laughs) i was like (laughs) <laughs> you were like, no, I was like literally like so bundled. I looked like like the little kid from um, A Christmas Story. <laughs> like I was just like so bundled and I had like a giant Eskimo coat on like. I love it. Um, and so many layers. I had m- so many different coats because during the day we're hiking and sure. stuff. So I had like a smaller coat and then I had a bigger coat for night and multiple scarves and layers. It yeah. was a whole thing. Yeah. Hats. Um, but yeah, at night. uh we went two times because uh, the first night they switched it up and it was like an inside thing um, because of possible snow. And then the next night we went back because I was like, oh, I missed the telescopes. And so we went back and then it was a whole different thing that was so cool. We had all these telescopes set up in like the pitch black. Like oh you literally couldn't even see the telescope. They had to wear like those little red glowy things to be like, hello, I'm a- oh. I'm here. Oh my God. <laughs> and then they were pointed at all these specific things. And then they did a whole talk on constellations. And it was so cool. That sounds... And you could see the Milky Way with your bare eyes. Like, it was just like the Milky Way up there. And they're like, most humans never see that, like, in their lives. You describing it to me is making me tear up. So I'm concerned <laughs> for my mental health. Honey, can we go to the it Grand Canyon? So cool. It was so cool. He can't hear me. And we saw lots of different clusters and things and Jupiter. And then Saturn through the telescope was bonkers did you see the like i hope yeah like it didn't even look real it was probably the realest i've ever seen saturn and it was looked fake like it was bonkers what it looked like that's like i just can't even like i'm like how is this real and the idea that like it's not the idea that it's not solid rings that it's like millions of rocks going around it is crazy to me like they're growing that fast and it looks it was like, I wish I could have had a picture, but it was, like, through a telescope. It was, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Oh. And then, um, yeah, it felt like we did so much in two days. <laughs> yeah, you just described a shit ton of shit. Yeah, we did so much. <laughs> it was wild. Um, but, yeah, it was fucking cold. There was, like, snow on, like, parts of the trail. And we saw mules. I have to send you that video. Mules. I the mules them. walked by us on the trail. Oh, my gosh. Please send them to me. I will. They were so sweet. Aw, little babies. You got you to gotta move over when the mules come. Yeah. Wait for them to pass. <laughs> so we just stood there waiting. That reminds me of when we were in Wales. That Oh, hello, Tallulah. You don't normally come up here for podcast time. Hi. Um, when we were in Wales, a herd of a flock of sheep were just hanging out in the middle of the road. And there was just a traffic jam. The sheep. And everyone just... They just lay down in front of the cars and Eric and I were just kind of like, <laughs> but like nobody, they were all just like, well, I guess we'll just be here till the sheep aren't decide to get up. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. I don't know how they eventually moved. I think a baby started to get too rambunctious. And so the moms were like, all right, we got to go. 
<laughs> and they all left. But I've never had to break for mules before. They were cute. And we did so many uh, scary lookout point things where we were just like on the edge of the Grand Canyon, <gasps> like sitting off a rock on the edge of it. And I was like, Aah. don't fall in. It was scary. I really want to go tonight. I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon tonight. Go. I recommend it. Highly recommend it. You heard it here first. The no, Grand Canyon <laughs> great. Five stars. <laughs> Their first Yelp review. <laughs> I mean, it should be a wonder of the world. I tell you what. Yeah, it should. One of the seven, who maybe. Do, who do we call about that? Add, add an eighth on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty dope. Pretty, pretty fucking spectacular. It really lives up to the hype. Pretty that epic. many things do. And that, that really did. Especially for you. Yeah. Very few things live up to the hype for Kim Burns. Yeah. I, and I won't hide my feelings about it. Mm-mm. No, she won't. Well, do you want to hear about a movie that's less grand? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> okay. Uh, so as you guys know, we had a poll, two polls in our Patreon where uh, we had a huge list of um, holiday themed movies. movies, horror movies taking place at Christmas or having to do with Christmas. And our patrons could vote on winter or winter on or any holiday. What not Fourth of July? Any December holiday. Okay. Yep. True. On what movies you guys wanted Kim to tell me, and what movies you wanted me to tell Kim, which is always really fascinating to me, guys. I really would love to be inside your brains, like how you. They're so. They're always so different. Like the the polls when we do that are always yeah, like very so different. specific same list yep yeah. very different votes very different um anyway so my movie that our patrons picked uh is far and away the winner but there were three movies um that were tied for second so I kind of threw a dart at the wall and just picked one of those um by very quickly reading the two-sentence synopsis of it on IMDb. That was how this was chosen. Love uh, it. It is written and directed by Josh Lobo, and it is called I Trapped the Devil. Mm. I was like, oh, haven't we haven't we known Lobo before? And it's like, no, just it's from Lobo's from the, from the written. Yes. It was a character name. Yes. Not a, he, not a he made writer this. director. He made this. He, he probably made some movies. Uh, so let's that do guy. dead or alive. Real quick. Do you want to do some business? Oh yeah. Do it. So you reminded me when you talked about our poll on Patreon. Oh, great. For people to join. Mm-hmm. Because we got other things on there. You can do the video watch of all our episodes, mm-hmm. early releases. Oh, my God. They're unedited. So uh, all of the behind the scenes are in the videos, including that really loud car that just walked by. Yep. Walked, walked by. by. <laughs> it was a Flintstone car. <laughs> it was so loud. It was so loud. Like, wow. Well, move ma! your legs faster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yeah and us just chit-chatting behind the scenes yeah all in there all there and uh and we do live 
minisodes and postmortems. Yes. And they're great. Yes. It's a fun time. And movie watches. And movie we watches. Sh- we need, we to, need do to do a new watch soon. Movie watch soon. <laughs> How about we put up Maybe another poll? For a date or a movie? Both. Or both. Oh! <laughs> Two polls. Maybe you and I should discuss our schedule, perhaps a December? Perhaps? Or January? Maybe we'll put some December and January dates in there. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I just know less about my life in January. Sure, sure, So I don't actually know. Sure, 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 sure. What dates I'm available in January. We'll figure something out, guys. Anyway, we're going to put those polls up. So join our Patreon. (laughs) And then um, follow us at KK Sam Podcast and all the social meds. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, join our Facebook group, Sammy's Stay Alive. Maybe it has a delightful chat Mm -hmm. that is ongoing and happening all the time Mm -hmm. and very fun. So fun. We love our Sammies. There's a lot of talk about getting whammed in there <laughs> lately. I came into that too late and don't know what's <laughs> happening and feel like. It's like it's a, a holiday thing that I guess is like a new tradition. I actually heard it on like a different podcast. They were, it was, I listened to um, a date with a bake. Oh. It's about the Great British Bake Off. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a fantasy league about oh. Great British Bake Off. Oh so gosh, I'm a that's... hardcore Bake Off gal. No, yeah. no big deal. Anyway, they talked about it, uh, which is why I know about it. But basically, it's like once December 1st hits, you try as long as possible not to hear Wham sing Last Christmas. Oh. And I think also uh, Taylor Swift. Mariah Carey's. No. Oh. Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. That's impossible. Uh, So, yeah, like when you, depending on what day you hear it, you lose. But I love Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You so much that I'm like, I don't want to play. Yeah, oh, yeah, don't play. Or you could half but play. But Cody then posted like an opposite one where you like try to hear them as many times as possible. And I was like, that sounds more That's, like my jam. Whereas I'm going to go I, with the avoiding them and Kim's going to go with the seeking them. One thing D learned about me, well, I guess he already knew, but he lovingly placated for my birthday seven hour road trip is that I really like Christmas music (laughs) (laughs) he listened to seven hours of Christmas music with you no uh (laughs) we listened to some like we listened to a little a podcast on the way home and then like some other thing I think on the way there but otherwise yeah lots of Christmas music though every time we got in the car while we were there we had Christmas music on I love that I feel really I feel really sad about my um annoyance at Christmas music that like I don't have much of a tolerance for it anymore and it's because retail ruins it for you oh retail yeah ruins it for you so it's uh I have to listen to it very sparingly in order to continue to love it if that makes sense like if like I have to I can't just have it on all the time uh sure okay this movie dead or alive Steve uh Dead. Matt. Dead. Karen. Dead. All right. What? Three. Only three. Oh, shit. So, if you voted for this movie, I'm very curious why. That's all I'm going to say. I just, that's a genuine question. That's not me being shady. I'm like, I'm curious, like, what? Well, let's just get into it. So, okay. We get a shot of what appears to be the inside of like a very boarded up house. 
but not one that's abandoned. It's just kind of hoardery and lived in and somebody that lives there doesn't want anything coming in or out is kind of what it looks like. We've got a lot of like Oof. doors on doors kind of situations. Doors on doors. Yeah. Hoardery. Yeah. Uh -oh. um, two cops are banging on the door and nobody answers. So they, they break in and they're flashlighting around the house. All the lights are out except for Christmas lights, which are strung up around and I'm just saying if like something's happened in my life, yeah. maybe if I didn't have you, mm -hmm. I could really say to myself, like I have, I have the potential of going down hoardery doors on doors life. Oh, it I, wouldn't be good for me, but yeah, it's, oh, I, it's I, like where my, my shift yeah. might lead. No, I, I, I got yeah. you. I'm aware. I, I'm keeping and it now. Christmas it. add Christmas lights to the to the mix. Oof. I can see you being someone. Can where I put I, music on? Yeah, where I'd be like Kim. It's it's May from two Christmases ago. We need to take the lights down. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually leave up Christmas lights for a very for long a time. very long time. Yeah, <laughs> many years. What's interesting is you, that quality in you is very similar to qualities in Eric, mm -hmm. which is. It's always interesting the the qualities that show up in our loved ones seemingly coincidentally or for some reason I'm attracting weird Christmas light hoarders. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Might be me, guys. What does that say about you? Yeah, what does it say about me? Um <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how we brought that back to you yeah. and what was wrong with you. Yep. That's great. Yep. <laughs> I am the main character. Um <laughs> So the cops do seem creeped out. Um, and it's a little weird that like none of the lights will go on, but all the Christmas lights are on. That's strange. Um, mm -hmm. And the TV is flashing like static snow, uh, which, by the way, if you describe that to someone like under the age of 25, they don't know what that is. So weird. Yeah, that's cool. I never thought about that. Yeah. Um, there is a mustachioed cop that walks over to the TV. Question. Is it a real mustache? It is a real mustache. They had a pretty, good, good job. they had a pretty good significant job. mushroom, mushroom, Ma mushroom mus budget. mustache budget. Didn't you call a mustache a mushroom when we were talking about mustaches last time? I did like multiple times. What's happening? It's a very easy mix up. See, but also why are our brains mushing together like two different <laughs> colored play-dohs mushrooming together yeah so he's like sitting in front of the tv like perplexed by the static and then he the cop is the cop is mustache yeah. cop yeah right. and then he appears to like hear slash feel something and looks <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. Wilma. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna keep both of those in. I think I'm gonna keep them both in. <laughs> I think you should. I'm gonna keep them both in. So, <laughs> um, so we now cut to uh, a couple pulling up to the same house and we see them talking through the window but we don't hear them but like their vibe 
they don't seem to want to go inside. Like they're kind of like mm-hmm. eye rolly <clears throat> slash nervous about it. So now we cut to the guy. He's knocking on the door. Uh, no one answers. Um, and he, so he goes to the back door and he either unlocks it or it is unlocked. Um, and he pushes it open and it appears to be blocked by like a bunch of shit. And he seems really annoyed at the state of the place as if this is his or was Mm -hmm. his kind of thing. Um, and he goes and like, I think... I think he tries to turn on the lights. It's very, it's very dark. Is this where are the cops? So this is like a different time. I was just about to say, I saw this, but I realized that in just describing it, it may not be as clear. Uh, the couple pulling up is in the past. So the cops okay. in the house is present day. And then okay. this is in the past. Um, so same house earlier in the story. So very dark, um, kind of looks like an old person lives there. Like as if meaning like someone who has lived there for a very long time and has lost the Mm -hmm. will or capability to like keep up with it. But there's artifacts. Yeah. But there's artifacts from like 50 years ago. Right. So it's like, Mm -hmm. that's what it feels like. The girl of the couple, Karen, is still standing outside in the driveway and she pulls out a cigarette to smoke and she looks down and on the ground is a bullet casing, I think, is what it looked like. Um, We go back inside and it's just really dark except for the Christmas lights and they're colored Christmas lights, um, not the beautiful white Christmas lights that I love. I know. Wow. It's a fight in our house. He, Eric wants the rainbow lights and I only like the white lights. And then I saw a meme today that was like, that was like in every couple, there's someone who wants white lights and someone who wants rainbow lights. And it's always the husband who wants rainbow lights. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? But then I was like, no. That is weird. And then I was like, well, I guess, it, I mean, Kim, my other husband, also likes the <laughs> rainbow Christmas lights. So I guess it's true. Mm, I like to mix it up. Yeah. I think I'm, they just look a little too modern for me. My sensibilities tend to skew a little bit more antique So I think that's that's all it is Oh, that's for me. interesting because I always feel like, well, I guess. Like candle. Like you don't have like. In a gothic Christmas castle, you don't have like right, okay, red and green candle lights. But I think of the white ones as being modern and like all you have is white lights and bows. Oh, and it's very like done neatly and nicely and stuff. No, I'm. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, this movie. Okay, Christmas lights. Yeah, I like them all. I'm an equal opportunity light lover. Aww. I love all things Christmas and songs. I'm Grinchy. Give it to me. Um. So the guy whose name is Matt, he's looking around the house and he he steps on a picture frame that's fallen and he picks it up and it appears to be like a baby picture of somebody. And then we hear Maddie. And Matt says, Steve. 
and another man is standing there about the same age, but looking unwell and mm-hmm. holding a knife also. Mm. So Uh-oh. not the welcome that you're hoping for. Uh, we then go back out to, uh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to go back out there. Uh, so Steve and Matt are brothers and Steve seems very twitchy and is very much like, I wasn't expecting you. I wasn't expecting anybody. And Matt's like, I'm really sorry it's out of the blue, but it is the holidays. And the wife now comes in, Karen, and Stephen is just like, you can't stay. You can't stay here. You have to go. Question one, what do you do? What do Karen and Matt do? I guess we go. Happy holidays, my friend. (laughs) Here's our presents. Yep. I love you. Bye. Have fun with that knife. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) um maybe i guess they i think they try to stay this was very uncomfortable for me right off the bat because listen steve is being kind of rude sure but we learned very quickly that they did not he was they were not invited nor did they warn him that they were coming and I swear to God, if family shows up at Christmas time without telling me, I'm going to be very Steve and knifey about it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, fucking, uh, what's his face from Griswold? Fucking Cousin Eddie. I wouldn't, if I had woken up with my face turned to the carpet, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be surprised more surprised than I am, I am right, right now. now. Yep. That's, that's kind of what Steve was feeling. Um, but let's happy go lucky, more tortured by an invisible entity type vibe. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, so Stephen is like, okay, you've seen me, now go. And he's, and uh, Matt is like, well, where are we supposed to go? And he's like, I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. And then he says, we have just as much of a right to be here as you. Oh, maybe we share the house. Yeah, like maybe it's their parents' house. Ownership. Yeah. Um, so the wife now like tries to kind of like break up the tiff. And she's like, it was my idea. It's Christmas. Um, I don't know. I'm just annoyed by the whole thing. So like I'm Team Steve all the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... The phone team crazy order with the knife. Yeah. So okay. the phone rings and the rainbow lights. And the, well, now you you had me and then you lost me. <laughs> uh, so Steve goes to get the phone, which is ringing and seems, you know, endlessly tortured about it. Oh, I guess he goes to the phone and phone rings. He goes to get it. And then we cut to Karen and Matt upstairs in what's going to be their bedroom that they're staying there for the holidays i kind of assumed like there wasn't a phone there interesting because why not give a a holler my point hey bud my point exactly coming to see you for christmas my point exactly put some pants on yeah put the knives away and he clearly answers the phone because he just went and answered it so yeah the fuck yeah Team Steve. I'll let you know if I'm ever not Team Steve. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I'm always Team Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, 
cut to them in their room and Matt does comment. He says the place looks great, but then also had been like really judgy about it. And Karen is like, well, what did you expect? I guess what he was saying was like, I, he expected it to be worse than it is, was sort of what he meant. Um, but he like closes the door so Stephen can't hear anything and pours himself a drink. And he's like, you know, mentally, I don't know how Stephen is, but like physically he seems okay. But you can only sit and brood for so long, he says. So okay, she says, I'm sorry we're not at home. And I'm like, yeah, me too. This is going to be a super fun Christmas in this old, Mm -hmm. dusty, musty house with my knife-wielding brother that doesn't want us here. Thanks, honey. (laughs) (sighs) Team Steve. So um, Maddie's like, he's going to do what he's going to do. He always has. But I know they wouldn't want to see him like this. I assume they're parents. Who knows? So... The ghouls. The ghouls. The ghouls always want to see you in any way that you want to show up for the ghouls. <laughs> um, ghoul power. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if you know this about me, but repra- replacing the word girls with ghouls is like one of my favorite comedy bits. Like, I just love the word ghouls. And then I love replacing the word ghouls for girls. Are you telling anyway. this to me? Yeah. Or the people? I'm telling it to you. Oh, I don't think it's something you knew about me. I don't think it is either. Yeah. I find it really pleasant. When, it always gives me a little do it. Well, it happens a lot at Halloween as a pun. You I know? guess I have heard that. I blacked it out. And I just think ghoul is a really funny word. Like, I think it's really funny when people use it as an insult where they're like, oh, she's such a ghoul. <laughs> Who says that? heard people say it they say it on always sunny a lot (laughs) oh okay (laughs) i just love calling people ghouls okay (laughs) great i'm not even drunk you guys um so maddie says that something feels like something feels wrong and i was like yeah me too um, we cut to Steve sitting alone, sitting in a chair in front of the staticky TV. Oh, Steve, buddy. Mm, yeah. And he hears a sound and like looks at a locked door. It ended up not mattering. But my first critique of this movie is like, it's so dark that like a better establishing shot of like where things are in the floor plan of the house would have been helpful to me it's kind of hard to see like what he's looking at if that's the front door if that's the basement door but it ended up not mattering so it's fine um so he looks at a door uh with concern uh the static on the tv now turns oh creepy mm. remember when we were kids and you were like trying to like catch a glimpse of glimpse of some naked people on like skinamax but like you didn't have the <laughs> channel so you had to like watch it between static yeah. that's kind of like what's happening 
right now. Okay. Except it's like but it's ghouls. But it's not ghouls. Naked people. Correct. It's like ghoul well, girls. Well, they might be naked. Yeah. Sure. They might what be. Do I know? Um, but it's like a lot of just like women kind of screaming and just like oh, it, no. it's ghoulish. It's it's truly ghoulish, the images that we're not seeing, kind of. At this point, the couple comes down, Matt and Karen, and the wife says, we've decided to stay. And I'm just like, great, Karen. And she's a little too saccharine sweet for me. Like, I don't, I don't, How Team Steve. Karen of her. Yeah. Team Steve. Um, so cut to them at a very uncomfortable, awkward dinner. Where Matt is asking Steve a bunch of questions that he actively does not respond to. Um, he then notices that his hands are like covered in dirt. Um, and then they have this like weird exchange where like he said, basically, they're like, you're always welcome to come up and visit if you want. Like, that's the gist of it. And obviously, Steven's like, I'm good. Peace. Um, <laughs> I got my ghoul friends here. Yeah. And Maddie even is like, unless you're too busy here. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, like you seem like kind of a dick, Matt. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know that like you're the support system that you think you are for Steve. Um, Matt then like breaks the awkward silence by being like, I have to go to the bathroom, but then like makes a face behind Steve at his wife being like, "Ugh, I roll. And I'm like, then leave. Like, why are you fucking here? Get out. You don't want to be there. And Steve doesn't want you there. Leave. Movie over. Um, <laughs> Steven then, like, clearly has less of an issue with Karen than he does with Matt because he, like, tries to engage her about, like, her new job prospects or something. But then the phone rings and he gets up from the table. So now it's just Karen sitting there. So we cut to Steven walking into the kitchen where the phone is. And he appears like scared to answer it but mm -hmm. he does but he doesn't say anything so he like picks it up and just puts it to his ear and he just kind of like whimper cries into the phone mm. but like we can't really hear anything on the other end except that the captions told me that there were yelling and crying sounds um that he was hearing Maddie then comes back and they have some insulting conversation about the house where Karen tries to make the best of something and Maddie's a dick. Um, Steve then come, comes back in and hold on, let me say that again. We got your clinky clanky of the spoon. Oh, China holes out. Oh, tits up. Catherine had to clink or cut out my clanky clanky of a spoon. So we cheers. Yep. Um, I got a little get out. Yeah, thing you do. Going on here. Okay. I'll take it out. Okay. I, I don't know what to tell you. This is just how microphones work. I know it's terrible. It's all the way over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Steve then comes back in. So now Karen and Matt are both sitting at the dining room table and Steve comes back in and he like, is kind of in like a cold sweat and is like, Matt, can you come in the kitchen, please? So he gets up to go in the kitchen and Karen is like, just try, like, just, just try to be nice to him. So Matt goes in 
And the phone rings again when he gets in there and he sees Steve just go over and like pick it up and hang it up. And Steven says, did anyone follow you here? And Matt's like, nah, dog, no one (laughs) followed me. (laughs) So he's like, nobody followed us. Um, Matt invites Steven to like sit at the kitchen table and Steven keeps like looking over at a door, which I, I can tell you is the basement door. Like it's the door to the basement and it's got boards across it um, and is locked. And Maddie finally admits he's like, listen, we shouldn't have shown up here. And I'm like, correct. You should not have shown up here. This should not be a film because you should not have come here. <laughs> um, and he's like, I just haven't been there for you. And I don't want you to be alone. And as Matt is saying this, Stephen is kind of like, uh, or sorry, Maddie is like, am I boring you? Because Stephen like kind of won't make eye contact with him. But then he turns to him and he's like, do you trust me? And Matt's like, sure. And they pan over to the padlock door. Cut to Karen snooping around the house. And we go into like some kids' rooms, it seems like. And then we go into a grown-up room, which is not their room, so I can only assume it's Steve's. And there's like a bunch of cigarettes in an ashtray, like chain smoked. And so she lights one up and then she's just, this is a me. She's going around just like looking in drawers, just snooping and shit. (laughs) Smoking a cigarette? Not smoking a cigarette. Uh, And just, just snooping around, just looking, seeing what's, seeing what's making everything tick around here. And uh, she finds a gun and bullets under the bed in a shoebox, which isn't great. Question two, what do you do? What does she do? I think she, I think I'm going to tell Matt about the gun. I think she just keeps on moving. Oop. I, I gave you a point on that because she, in the, you don't feel good about it. Well, it's just like in the immediate aftermath, she just keeps on moving. But eventually, anyway, so she goes back downstairs. But as she does that, Maddie like rushes her back up to the room. And Maddie seems crazed. Like he seems like he just saw a ghoul. And she's like, uh, he asks her if she's okay. She's like, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, Are I'm good. okay? And he, like, opens up a gift that they had clearly brought to Steve of booze and, like, chugs it. Drinks it. <laughs> and Karen is like, Matt, Matt, like, what is happening? And he's like, something's wrong with Steve. And he's like, I think he might be dangerous. He has a man locked up in the basement. <gasps> oh, question three. Oh no! What do you do? What do they do? Oh, 
Catherine froze, oh. but I thought she just stopped for a dramatic pause. Oh, no. I said, question three, what do you do? What do they do? You just, <laughs> all I experienced was he is a man locked up in the basement. Oh. <laughs> and then I paused for so long. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, wait, she's not moving. <laughs> oh, well. Aptly timed pause. <laughs> uh, no, it's a question. What do you like, do? Ooh, dramatic. <laughs> Very dramatic. I'm going to have Eric edit in. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, when you just sing the last note of it, it just kind of sounds like you're honking. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you do? I uh, think I... Go away, drive away from here, and go to the police. Okay. And they, this is like, what do they do, right? Yeah. Not a specific person. Uh, I think they uh, try to figure out from Steve, what's up with the guy in the basement, bro? Tell us more. Tell you more. That's one and a half points. So they walk down the stairs and all we see is Steven standing there awkwardly, like kind of swaying, like as if he's like waiting to see their their consensus to the news kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we just cut to all three of them downstairs in the basement all together like a little the man. family yeah now the basement has another room in it that the man is locked behind so we can okay. be in the basement in front of a door behind but which the man right is. in front of the so we can't see him correct you can't see him um okay. the door is all boarded up but uh, well, locked. It's all locked. It's got several locks on it, but it's got a giant wooden cross on it that, like, Stephen goes over. He like tells them to shush, and then he lifts the cross up and takes it off the door, and we hear, "Is someone there? Please help me. I just want to hear a voice. I just want to get to my family." And they all just stare at each other. Cut to them upstairs talking to Steve. And he says, so guys, that's the devil down there. Except he doesn't say like I just did it. I trapped the devil. I trapped the devil. And he's like, let me spill some tea. Guess. You'll never guess who's down there. The devil. Yeah. Um, Yabba-dabba-doo. Karen wants to call for help. Matt says the only option is to remain very still. And I was like, huh? I was like, what do you think? The devil's a Tyrannosaurus Rex that can't see you unless you move? That's science from the Jurassic Park movie? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do you even mean to be very still forever? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And... Uh, he's like, I don't. He, I don't want to be impulsive. 
I was going to say, maybe he's like, let's not make a sudden move, like calling the police. I hear you. I just don't like him. I think we've, I think we've picked that up. Oh, you have? Am I, am I super obvious about it? Yeah. We're picking up what you're putting. Is this like when we would go to bars and I didn't like the guy you were talking to and you were like, can you please be less obvious about your feelings? Can you please turn Turn your your face face down? (laughs) (laughs) Your face is being so loud right now. Yeah. My face is pretty loud. My face is so loud. Um, so Steven is like, why does he say this? He says, would they believe you? Oh, I guess because I guess going back to Karen, cause Karen is like, I want to call for help. And he's like, would they believe you? And Karen does do something really funny where she's like, uh, no, if we told them you at the devil trapped in the basement, no, they would not believe us. <laughs> like she's, <laughs> she's like, that wasn't my goal <laughs> was to, yeah. was to get more people to believe that you have the devil in the basement. Um, Steven is then like, I thought it was crazy too, but something is trapped down there. Something evil and it's conjured itself into the shape of a man. And I need you guys to believe me. And Karen is like, that's a no for me, dog. Like, <laughs> I, I shan't be believing you. What if, it's, what if he's right? Well, you set the devil free. We'll have to we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it, because I don't know. I got thoughts and feelings. But there's some testing we could do. Some devil tests. What would they be? Yeah. What do you think? All the stuff. All the stuff. You pour holy water on him. Does he? Is he like ah? Okay. Bring a cross in. Say some prayers. Read the Bible. Yeah. He doesn't like any of that stuff. He doesn't like any of it. And to be fair, there was a cross over the door, and he only spoke when the cross was taken off the door. Test number one. Test number one. We gotta Pre-test. run some more. Yeah. Um, pop quiz. <laughs> he failed the pop quiz. It's not yeah, good. Because he didn't even know it was coming. No. So <laughs> the Wait. so Maddie is like, let's take a deep breath. And he says to Karen, he's like, let's say for the sake of argument, which is what you're saying, that he's right. And it's the devil, and he's caught him. Mm-hmm. He asks the very important question, what's the plan now, Einstein? What You got the devil trapped. If it is the devil. Now, yeah. Now the fuck what? Which was kind of my whole thing. Like, I'm just like, cool. Cement that shit in forever. I Cement guess. it. And, but I'm yeah, also like. The whole basement. I'm also like, he's the devil. Like, I don't. I don't believe for one second that he like, I don't know. I just think the devil is more powerful than two, two by fours nailed together in the shape of a cross. Like I just, well then wouldn't he be out of that room already? I think he's fucking with them. That's what, that's what I would think. Oh, you think trickery. Yeah. He's the fucking, he's the ultimate trickster. I'm going to make some cement filled with holy water and uh, whatever other, you know, church stuff I can put in garlic oh no that's vampires <laughs> yeah some, when I think I mean, of churches some, I think of garlic yeah throw some garlic yeah. in there it can't hurt why not yeah yeah all of like the exorcism stuff okay bibles bibles throw them in the cement just throw them in the cement yeah say a bunch of prayers okay wash wash my hands and call it a day okay well Kim's got a plan so this is the plan that's Kim's plan Matt 
Let's see how that goes. Yeah. So, oh, what's the plan? So he looks at Steve, who has no idea. He did, Steven does not have a plan beyond keeping him locked in this room. But Steven does say, he's like, I know that you both felt something down there. Oh. And Karen is like, you know what? We can't be a part of this. And she leaves the room. Uh, Steven then like kind of gets in Matt's face and is like, I'm not fucking crazy. And I'm like, Methinks he doth protest yeah. too much. Protest too much. <laughs> you look crazy. <laughs> you look like a crazy ghoul. <laughs> um, As his eyes twitching. Yeah. Um, Maddie then goes to leave. I don't know why I wrote that. Maddie leaves the room to go find Karen. Uh, question four What do you do? What do Maddie and Karen do? So they're no longer in the room with Steven. <sighs> I think they are. I think they want to leave, but then they're like, ah, it's my brother and he's got a man trapped in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. My answer to that particular question is when's the next train out of here? (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do? Uh, I don't know what they do. Uh, maybe they are like, maybe they want to call the police. Okay. I, it's a tough one because I want to call the police if that's a man trapped in the basement, but. If that's the devil trapped in the basement, then it's not a good idea. What are you going to do? I think it'd be worth calling a priest first. Okay. Do some devil tests. Mr. Priest, we'd like to order some devil tests. Please. Yeah, please. Of course, he's a priest. I got to say please. Yeah. Okay. Come, Come check out this devil. Tell me if it's real. So you're ordering some devil tests. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And that'll go from there. Okay. Point for you. I think you should <laughs> hightail it out of there. But if you need to order some devil tests first, that's fine. <laughs> I don't need I don't need any tests. I need to just go away. <laughs> that's how I feel. You're just gonna leave it be? Yeah. I'm out of here. I can't I can't do this. What if it's a man? <sighs> An innocent man. Locked away in the basement. I just want to get in a time machine and never have come here. <laughs> I think. But you can't. That's what I want to do in all of our movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have. Well, I think I think I'll be able to give you some more thoughts by the end of. Of my thoughts. I'll be able to give you more okay. thoughts of my thoughts. Um, Great. So. I look forward to your thoughts. So Matt's talking to Karen. And Karen won't even let him talk. She's like, no, shut up. She's like, I've stood by you and your family through everything. But any chance at a normal life went out the window with that man's choices. 
Meaning like if we don't act now, we're involved in whatever right. this is. Ooh, good point. Good point. Good point, Karen. Yeah. Um, so Matt is like, Matt's like, but he believes this. What if he's right? And he's like, uh, Karen's like, but he's not. Like he doesn't have the devil in the basement. And then Matt says, okay. If How do you know, Karen? You didn't do any devil tests. Didn't did you? do any devil tests. I'll give you that, Ms. Byrne. She did not do any devil tests. But brings up the very good point of just like, you know, if you're not, I don't think she says this. Maybe I say this where I'm like, well, if you're not willing to call the police, it doesn't matter. Uh, he's, he's basically saying like, if it is just a man, I don't want to let my brother spend his life in prison. And I'm sort of like, so Wait, you're going to spend time in prison. If it is just a man, then you don't want, then what's the plan? That was my question. Like, you don't want your brother to spend his life in prison. So you're going to leave. And so then what? Maybe I guess then you just like, I don't know what you do. Cause I was like, you set the man free, right. but then like, I feel like he's going to tell the police. Yeah. The whole thing is cuckoo. Um, I mean, I get it. There's families that do that all the time that are like, oh, Got to protect. My kid, my kid did something horrible. Yeah. But I don't want them to get in trouble, so I'm going to cover it up, you know? So, like... Now, listen. The quickness with which I would help Kim hide a body is really... I mean, it's licking yeah, a split. but that's because you know me, and if I had a body on my hands, it would only be for a very good reason. Justified, for sure. Yeah. I so. don't know that Kim can say the same of me, but I still trust that she would help me bury the body. But you'd have to tell me the full story first. <laughs> this is so fucked Kim Kim needs to hear the story behind why I have a dead body on my hands and my husband told me I'd have to convince him to vote for me for president <laughs> yeah why do I surround myself with this negativity Sammy's it's ridiculous we gotta cross our T's and dot our eyes <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to me for you i guess okay well okay so let's dot some t's and cross some <laughs> look you're ice. an angry lady sometimes i, angry I don't lady. know maybe you went off the maybe you went off the rails it does sound like me doesn't it it does i can't bury that body if you were just being a bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'm as like, president you you gotta deal with that yourself yeah and as pre- i guess as, you could just pardon yourself i could I'd be doing so, a pardon me. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> pardoning myself all day. Uh, so if it was like an Earl had to die situation. I'm there all oh, day. Oh, Kim's, number, Kim's one. There all day. number one girl. And she's she's singing the song as we I'm do it. I'm singing it the whole time. <laughs> I am fucking dancing down that yeah. road. With that body in the trunk. Mike is like... Here's Mike's answer. He's like, let's just cut Mike, Matt. Let's just Who's Mike. Nobody. The devil. I just wrote M. Yeah. Mike, Mike, the devil. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if the devil's name was just Mike? I'm the devil, but you can call me Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Maddie is like, what if we just cut this guy a check and let him walk out of here? I knew they were rich people. And 
And he's like, and then we can get Steven the help he needs. Sure. Karen brings up the good point. She's like, Steven doesn't really strike me as like in the headspace to just like let this guy walk out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we have to like, uh, I was going to say seduce him. Sedate. That's not the word. <laughs> sedate. Sedate him. Sedate him. Yeah. Sedate <laughs> and seduce. Uh, so Karen is like, there are crosses on the door. It's boarded up everywhere. She's like, it's just as much about keeping people out as it is about keeping someone in, which now that I say that. I, I mean, don't. yeah, you don't want anyone coming in, hanging out with the devil. It's yeah. dangerous yeah. for them. So that's just Stephen protecting other people. Of course. Very sane. So we cut to Stephen pacing and he's like looking at the static TV and a woman's image appears and kind of reappears and it's like faces screaming and stuff. And we, we really don't know if this is appearing on the TV or if he's it's hallucinating in his head. It. Yeah. Okay. Back to our couple. that. And Maddie uh, or Karen says faith makes people dangerous. So I guess I guess they got into like the religious end of him thinking he has the devil down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Stephen says like he's not dangerous. Or Matt says he's not dangerous. And I'm like, he greeted you at the door with a knife and has a something chained up in the basement. Like I don't know what you're basing this information on. And finally, Karen says, dude, he has a gun upstairs and it's loaded. Right. I told you that so long ago. Yeah. She just told him. Um, Question five. With this information, what do you do? What do they do? I think I'm going to take the gun and hide it, like put it in my possession to start. Okay. Step one. Step two, do some devil test. If not a devil, if we are a devil, I'm sure the priest can help. Mm-hmm. And then go to my cement situation. If they are not the devil, then I got to call the police. Yeah. I'm sorry, brother. And what do they do? But really, he just needs help. He just then, needs help. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So he has a gun. They, I think maybe also get the gun and like hide it and then maybe try to, try to get Steven to let the guy go somehow. Point for you. Unfortunately, you do not guess what they do, which is virtually nothing uh we cut to steven asleep in his chair with a drink in his hand uh maddie comes in and steven is like i'm just so tired and uh matt pours himself a drink and then they have kind of a brother talk where it's like what happened to us and i don't know but it's gonna be okay and i'm just like maddie what like what are you talking about And Stephen's like, Mm -hmm. I really need you to believe me. And Maddie says, then help me. Help me believe you. So we cut to Stephen showing him a book entitled The Devil in You, 
a, a brief philosophy of the abyss. Mm -hmm. And Stephen is explaining what the book talks about in a very manic way. And the gist of what he's saying is that the presence of evil takes on different forms, but it's been around for forever. Mm -hmm. And he uses the analogy of like um, the, the evil taking the form and like the violent acts that humans enact upon each other, you know, um, my wife cheated on me. I needed more money. You know, I didn't like the look on his face, whatever it is. And uh, like violent deaths. And the author of this book defines evil as a tangible force. And he says, man's evil in which man harms man for the sake of greed or vanity or things like that is different than pure evil, which is when a man does something to harm another person just to just to do it, like just to watch them suffer. Okay. And he says, but that pure evil requires a seed to be planted in someone's mind. Without that seed, we would never have that thought. And he says, I trapped the seed down there. Is what he says. Okay, Steve-O, you're losing me a bit. Yep. I'm not even sure I need the devil tests anymore. You sound cuckoo. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, he says, let me show you something. Please do. So Stephen takes Maddie upstairs to the attic, and it's a fucking Charlie Day red yarn room. <laughs> All just like the walls are covered. In, like, violent, uh, it appears to be articles about, like, violent deaths. Anywhere from, like, mm -hmm. murders to terrible car crashes, like, all over. And it's, like, you know, red yarn all over the place. And Stephen is like, there's a pattern to these events. Like, all Charlie Day about it. And he's like, uh, but things are changing. We're at the precipice of something. And he hands him, like, a flyer of a girl that was missing. And... Um, Matt is like, oh yeah, that butler girl that went missing. And Steven's like, yeah. And out of the blue, she's back. She just wanders back home. And basically what he's saying is like things like that, like this girl being missing for however fucking long and then walking back home happened after I trapped this thing in the basement. You're losing me, bub. Yeah. Got that right, bub. Uh, so, and he says, so even if these types of deaths, uh, only account for like 0.1% of all deaths, that's still millions of lives that I could save by keeping this motherfucker locked up in the basement. Okay. And Maddie is just like, you could have called me. <laughs> like, <laughs> just seems tired i really hope like how do you know it's this guy that's what i want to know i'd love to know that as well maybe we'll find out maybe we won't uh 
so now we cut to Karen in the bedroom again, and she goes to look in the shoebox again where the gun is, and the gun is gone. Right, row. Question six, what do you do? What does she do? I'm going to call the police and the, um, you know, like a psychiatry hospital situation. A psychiatry hospital. Hi, do you have the number for a psychiatry hospital situation? (laughs) (laughs) And um, put some sleeping pills and old Steve-O's drink. Oh, I like that. Okay. What does she do? Because I don't want any like a dangerous situation to happen or like a shootout or something. I love that. What does she do? Maybe she tries. Maybe she tries calling the police. Point for you. She runs out of the room, seemingly concerned, but instead, she she runs out of the room, seemingly concerned. We don't know where she's gone yet. We cut back to Charlie Day's mailroom, and. Uh, Maddie asks Stephen, like, who's been calling? Like, I noticed that you keep answering the phone, not mm-hmm. talking, blah, blah, blah. Great question. And Stephen says something's coming for him. Like, meaning, like, his absence has been noticed, registered. Yeah, I mean, he's the devil. Sure, so he would sure. Think. He's got somebody checking in on him. Yeah, um, he's got a lot of followers. Yeah. And Maddie's like, who else have you told? And Stephen says, I didn't need to tell anyone, which I don't really know what that means, but whatever. So now we cut to where Karen went. Karen went. Not- I assume he's saying like they know without me saying anything. That Yeah. that Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Maybe that's. Yeah, maybe that's what he meant. Tried to say that sooner, but I was you were mute, mute. Mute yeah. myself and, <laughs> and, and trying to drink some water, and I spilled water everywhere. Oh. It was a whole thing happening over here. Oh, jeez! Like, I think he just needs to, <laughs> he didn't need to tell anyone. Glad he you got it out. Tell. <laughs> he could just tell without I'm saying it. Uh, so <laughs> there's literally water all over my notebook. Oh no! Do you need a mom? Do you need no, a mom? Okay. okay. So to express it. Karen does zero of the things that you're doing. She goes down to the basement by herself into the red light district of the basement. I don't think I told you that the basement is only lit by one single bright red light bulb. Oh, you did not tell me it was the red light district. You know, so it looks like hell. It looks like Hades, the devil's home. Yeah, I just want to make him feel comfortable. That's very sweet. Uh, so she's gone down to the basement. We don't know what the fuck she's up to. Cause we go back upstairs with the brothers and he's back on his whole shit about like, ever since he's had the devil in his basement, he would go out and like people would stop and stare at him. And he's like, but I could feel that it like wasn't them staring at me. It was, I don't know, the devil's minions mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, and even you guys, after two years, you just show up here. So he's like, you know, are you working for the devil? Right. Um, 
And uh, he's, oh, he says something about like, if you back a dog into a corner, he's going to bite. Meaning like he's back the devil into a corner. So like he's going to fucking flip out soon. Um, and at this point, Stephen shows Matt that he has a gun on him, with him, in his hand. And he says, <laughs> <laughs> wow, he doesn't want to be down there anymore. And that's why, like, things are getting cuckoo. Escalating. And then he's like, where's Karen? Like, he realizes he doesn't know where Karen is. So let's go see where Karen is, shall we? Let's head on down to the basement. She takes. I've got the red light. Special. I love that song. Through the night. Uh, that's one of those songs where like I look back and I'm retroactively embarrassed about the age at which I was listening to a song like that on repeat and like singing it but not having any idea what it was and just like feeling like embarrassment like for my parents like it's yeah really embarrassing I have that with I'll make love to you from boys to men when you performed it for your family (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah that one that one that one's a tough that was that one's tough that one's tough (laughs) yeah that one makes my cheeks flush a bit as well (laughs) i'm glad that uh yeah yeah i'm not alone no no yours was the most embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) Yours actually makes me feel a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool, cool, cool. Because I, I was just I was just singing along by myself in my room. I didn't invite people to a private performance of me and my cousins dancing to I'll make love to you for my mom and aunts. <laughs> Glad, glad, glad I could help. That being said, <laughs> if while we are still alive, we get access to a time machine and Sync decides that we want to take some of our trips in a time machine, we're going back to that moment. <laughs> and we're just going to sit down and watch <laughs> and laugh so hard. <laughs> such a sweet little innocent baby so sweet and innocent (laughs) like Uh, oh god yeah oh my god wouldn't that be fun if our sync if our sync trips got to be like going back in time oh man to laugh at ourselves fingers crossed oh my god that would be so fun um so (laughs) oh so she's in the red light district of the basement that's right so she takes the cross off the door which allows him to talk and we hear Is someone there? Please answer me. I want to hear your voice. Question seven. What do you do? What does she do? I put the cross back on. Go back upstairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give Stephen a sedated drink. Yep. A seducive subjective drink. drink. (laughs) I'll make love to you. (laughs) 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 So funny. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. Dino that. Oh, he's going to. He's going. Uh, that's going to be the. That's going to be first thing I say to him when he comes over on Friday. First fucking thing I say to him. <laughs> I'm going to write my no, a note on my hand about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hi D, I'm gonna need you to sit down right now. I have a little story to tell you. <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so hot right now. <laughs> okay. <coughs> what does she do? Steve yeah. In the going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. What does she do? I thought I'm gonna call for help okay i mean and be like matt we're calling for help this this is we can't do this this is we can't be doing this yeah agreed <sighs> i think she talks to him that's a double ding she says i'm here and he says please can you help me Please don't go. Just hear me out. I don't know what he thinks I've done, but he's never going to let me leave. I can understand the uncertainty of it all, but right now you're the only thing standing between me and my loved ones. I just want to get to my family. She then picks up a hammer, wedge side out. The wedge side is the one that pulls nails out of things. Mm -hmm. And then the voice says, you hesitate. Why? And then the voice changes slightly and says, Oh, I see. This is because of what I did to them, isn't it? What? And then we hear, (laughs) Open the door, Karen. (gasps) And then we hear, Click of a gun cocking. Cut to Karen and Matt being held at gunpoint in the living room by Stephen. Also, I meant to write maniacal laughter, but I wrote it autocorrected to magical laughter. Oh, magical laughter. All right. So now. <laughs> well, how'd that guy know my name? I don't know. What, what did you do to them? Who's them? I don't what are you know. talking about? Well. It's a good thing I started with my devil tests way it back is, when. It is. It's true. I was doing those right at the beginning. You sure were. So they're held at gunpoint in the kitchen by Stephen. And Stephen says, what did you hear? And Matt says, get that fucking thing out of my face. And Stephen does. He says, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. No, he doesn't. He just like puts it down. <laughs> and he says, like, I know you felt it. And... Maddie says, you know what? You were right. You don't need us. You never did. Do whatever you want. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out emotionally, mentally, hopefully physically. I, (laughs) (laughs) I, this is too much. Then the lights flicker and Steven is like, fuck. So he gets up and he says, nobody leave. Uh, down in the basement 
the cross is back on the door and Stephen is sitting uh, in front of the door and the lights. Oh, no. He's sitting somewhere. He's sitting in a chair creepily like he has been for quite some time. I think he's I don't think he's downstairs. I think he's sitting in front of the door at the at the top of the stairs. I think that's what he's doing. Um, Okay. again, the blueprint of this house wasn't quite clear all the time. Yeah. Like if there were chains, you wouldn't be sure if there was one or two. two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. It's hard to tell sometimes. Mom called me the other day and she goes, (laughs) can you explain to me that two chains joke? (laughs) and I was like I don't know if I can I'll try (laughs) but it's in the episode caveat so that might be better (laughs) I know I was like you gotta listen but I tried yeah so um so Matt who's M oh Matt Matt's in the bedroom Karen's sitting on the bed Steven is smoking uh, Matt's in the bedroom. Yeah, so they've Steven's just kind of sitting on the bed. Uh, Karen, Karen's, Karen's sitting, sitting on the bed. bed. Steven's smoking, uh, smoking, and downstairs. So I just want to be clear: like nothing is keeping them there actively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not restrained mm-hmm. in any way. They're free to move about the airplane. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much after I've been held up at gunpoint, and then he leaves the room, I'd be like, "Goodbye, see you later." Yeah. <laughs> So we then see Steven. This is kind of montage right now. So we're getting a month. So we're seeing a, a, a lot of time passing and B that like there's plenty of escape time and room and opportunity mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, Maddie and Karen are just kind of napping. I was just thinking of it being just like, you know, most movie montages are like fun things yes. happening. So it's like sunbathing yeah. and doing a bunch of things. <laughs> But it's like, like dressing up the devil and stuff. <laughs> Outfit changes. Oh my god, I love it. What if it's Jerry locked down there? We gotta get him out Jerry! of there. He gets mistaken for the devil all the fucking all the time. time. Which is awful because like if he's you just, just your friendly neighborhood demon. And he's so like it's real once again, you can't just judge a book by its cover. You can't just judge a demon by its horns. Okay, that's right. Because Jerry does not deserve to be locked up in the basement. He's a pal. He is a pal. So, uh, we love doing montages, eighties montages with with Jerry. Jerry. He loves an eighties montage. He He does. He does. Okay, so Stephen in this montage is sawing and nailing more planks to doors and windows, doors on doors, smoking and drinking and looking unhinged while he does it collecting knives and sway dancing with his gun in the living room alone. Just Mm -hmm. not looking great. Karen and Matt are hugging upstairs. Um, And there appears to be, but yep. And they're just leave, go out, go away, go away. Yeah. Um, There also appears to be like a printout of a scary face, but it looks like, you know how like, people would like sit on a Xerox machine and mm-hmm. get a Xerox of their butt cheeks. It looks mm-hmm. like somebody like smushed their devil face onto a Xerox machine <laughs> and, and which is so Jerry, which is why I'm like, this is Jerry so would. Remember he did that at, at the last Christmas party. He just like yeah, kept the holiday party. Yeah. And then we yeah. had to get the whole machine repaired and it's just like, 
Yeah, he's he a mess. Demon juice all over he it. He got his demon juice all over it. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why he messed he's, up the toner. I don't know why he's not coming through me today. It's my 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 vocal cords can't support Jerry today. It's very. Oh, I know. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see if he comes through later. We'll see. Um. So. <sighs> Creepy montage, scary printout face. Um, he now sits in a chair in front of the basement door again, holding his gun, like, you know, guarding the door. Uh, and falls asleep. Perfect time to leave. Question eight, what do you do? What do they do? See you later. Yabba dabba do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Run on out of there in my car. Yep. Uh, and they, I don't know, what are they going to do something stupid, like try to sneak downstairs? I mean, double ding, like they don't even try to sneak. They just are kind of walking around doing a little sightseeing tour of the house, like as if, (laughs) like they're (laughs) acting as if they are physically restrained honestly like the way that they're moving around the house it's as if they're like well no way out like they've kind of or at least like they had like tried to get out but he you know yeah almost killing them or something exactly but none of that has happened right but none of that has happened um so instead they just kind of go downstairs and like matt's like looking at the new boards on windows and doors on doors and he finds the devil book and he does a really obnoxious actor thing tell me where like you need to draw attention to an item you just picked up you need to like indicate that the item you've picked up is of importance so you give it one Uh of these you can describe it you ready i just stand kind of do it so i pick up my phone look at it Oh, concern face. Oh, hold it and tap it in your hand because yep. you're thinking about it now. Yep. It's yeah. really irritating. <laughs> concerned, yeah. concerned stance. Like that's one of the, th- there's a couple, there's a couple things. What are we going to do with this? Yeah. There's a mm. couple things that like I have told Kim are irritating actor things, but like sometimes in the moment, like even if you hate when other actors do it, sometimes like just you can find yourself doing it and you hope that you like. Sure. Can ask for another take or whatever. That's one of the things where if you ever catch me doing that, you need to like, even if you're not the director, you need to call cut and be like, she'd like another take. <laughs> she'd like another take. Don't, whatever, don't do that actor tappy thing. And I'd be like, oh, God, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think sometimes like when it's like you don't know what to do with stuff, like there's not much direction mm-hmm. or something. Like yeah. the direction is just like, make this important. And you're like, uh, mm, uh yeah. what do I do? Yeah. What were we doing the other day? And I was like, what do I do with my hands? And I was like, wow, I can't even Oh. I don't even know what to do with my hands in real life, let alone an audition. <laughs> what were we do I do remember that. What do I do with I my know. hands? Uh, we'll think of it. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think there's just moments where you're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I get the impulse. And then it turns weird. It's real weird. Um, so he does a weird actor thing. Karen then comes down. They hug. Um, and they're hugging s- the car. No, 
And they're get out of here. They're staring and looking at the tree. Now, this one blew my fucking mind. This family was dysfunctional before the devil ever came to town. So <laughs> they're looking at this beautiful fucking tree. And because all Christmas trees are beautiful. That's that's the thing. And mm-hmm. Maddie has his arm around Karen. Uh it's literally as if they're trying to steal away from an awkward family function, not being stuck in the house with their psychopathic brother who has a man kidnapped, possibly the devil downstairs in the basement. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's so Maddie says, uh, these ornaments, I, I always hated this tree. These ornaments were our grandparents. Steve, when he was little, used to put every single one up. And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. they're Christmas tree ornaments. I'm not going to keep some in the box. What are you talking about, Matt? Like, when Sounds I- like Matt's the devil to me. I agree. Let's put him in the fucking basement. Yeah. Let this guy out. Um, so now we cut to Steve, like, startled awake in his chair. Like, he realizes he fell asleep. And he kind of, like, rushes around to, like, figure out where matt and karen are but he need not because they're just snuggled up on the couch asleep together like nothing's wrong watching Mm -hmm. the staticky tv like i'm just like what is happening what is going on here so uh you know staticky tv um images are appearing on it like before Uh, And then we cut to Steve, like, standing over them with his gun, not, like, pointed at them, but just, like, kind of watching them sleep sort of thing. And then he looks back at the basement door and goes over to it. And we see Karen, like, kind of wake up, but, like, not, like, Stephen doesn't know that she woke up and Matt's still asleep kind of thing. Uh, We then cut to Stephen in the basement and he sits a chair in front of the boarded up door in the basement. So we're in the red light district now and we're sitting in front of the door Mm -hmm. and he removes the cross off the door and says to the devil, how does it feel being hopeless? And he like rattles the door and the lights flicker and he puts the the cross back on just taunting him, I guess. Uh, we then cut to Matt waking up alone on the couch. So he wakes up and he's like, where the fuck's Karen? Mm-hmm. Cuts him looking around, looking for Karen. He sees that the attic door is open to the red yarn Charlie Day room. So he goes up there. Goes, goes, goes up and looks around yarn town. And we sort of like hear, you know, like sounds of terror like screaming and babies crying but it's 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 the soundtrack to all of the news clippings he has up basically okay yeah and then he picks up a a newspaper that says christmas crash claims lives so what we have deduced and i don't know that like i've said it clearly enough it was much clearer in the movie that like the christmas crash was a crash their parents no was was uh what i believe was actually steve's wife and children oh was the christmas crash because he says something later that put this back together for me which i'll 
get to, but it's like, it doesn't require, it doesn't need to be the reveal later. I can just tell you now kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so this could very well be like their grandparents house or their parents house or whatever. But like Steve was living here with his family is what I'm is okay. the gist that I'm getting, uh, which is also why, like, he didn't put up these Christmas lights. This was a Christmas crash two years ago. So, like, they've just never come down kind of thing. And it's two Christmases okay. later. Um. So we're down and in the brother hasn't come for two years. I mean, that's that's, up. that's part of it. That's why Karen was like, we got to go, you know? Yeah. Listen, Steve's crazy. Matt's a dick. You know, they both kind of seem like miserable people in their own way. Um, we're down in the basement. Karen comes down to find Steve. So she didn't go up to the attic. She went down to the basement and Steven says you're alone or, or like asks you're alone, meaning like Matt's not with you. And he says, mm -hmm. yes, I know the meaning of that word. Well, I said it in like the wrong intonation, which made it feel confusing <laughs> to me. So I was like, <laughs> I had to felt like I had to reiterate, but um, he's talking. He doesn't turn to look at her, but he's like, they're what made me. It's in your eyes. So I know you understand the way you look at my brother, the way he looks at you, it's there. And then he says, it was just an accident. Wrong place, wrong time. Uh, but it doesn't change anything. That man is not evil for what he did, but it's evil that let it happen. Evil is whatever hurts you the most kind of thing. So basically, I'm getting the sense they were in an accident caused by somebody else, but like... It was an accident <laughs> kind of thing. So, but you don't, was it caused by the guy in the, in the room? That's a very interesting question. Uh, that didn't feel like what he was saying. I understand like me telling it to you. It did kind of sound like that. That's not the impression that the movie gives that okay. it doesn't, there's no indication that <clears throat> Steven thinks he has the man that caused the accident that killed his family to be in the basement. Okay. Um, but that's a very interesting like twist that is interesting. You ask that question. So he then kind of gets up and walks around behind Karen and is like, open it, prove it to yourself. Then you can see, and I can see whatever it shows you but I know something is coming. And then I was going to ask a question, but he chloroforms her. <gasps> he chloroforms her? Yes, and he says, this is for your own good. I was trying to chloroform you, Steve-O. He got to it first. He out-chloroformed wow, battle. Yeah. So now we cut to Stephen locking her downstairs uh the phone rings he answers he listens for a second and then leaves it off the hook we also see <clears throat> that he's locked matt in the attic cut to karen chained with one chain in the basement one wow. single chain uh and it is wrapped around you know like a wooden post <clears throat> in the basement yeah yeah uh, that's not good. 
No. We should have left while we had the many, 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 many chances. We shouldn't have come here. You weren't invited. Well, we should have come here. I don't think so. I I don't think so. family died. We should have come before Before today. Yeah, we should have come before he had a devil locked up in the basement. Yeah, we should have been coming consistently more here. Um, And then left. We then also see that, like... The attic wasn't locked with a lock. Stephen had just pushed something up against the door. So like Stephen or so Matt couldn't get out. But Matt does manage to like push the door open eventually. Like he barrels into it and gets it open. Karen is downstairs in the red light district uh, chained up to a wooden post. And she sees a hacksaw directly in front of her on the floor. Question nine. What do you do? What does she do? Hack saw myself out of there. Hacks, hand in hand. Hack saw what? Uh, the ch- chain. I'm going to try the chain, and I guess if the chain doesn't work, then the wood. Okay. Hand in hand. Yes. So she okay. starts sawing I mean, away. Like not my leg. She's sawing away at the. To. She's sawing away at the chain, and like to me, like I'd try the wood first. I feel like I don't know. Isn't the wood like part of holding the roof up, like the ceiling up above me? It feels uncomfortable to take that down. I just don't think it would fall right away. Sure. I don't know. I guess I'm like, would a hacksaw go through a chain? According to movies, sometimes I'll post more of it. I want to find out <laughs> if a chain, if a hacksaw will actually saw through a chain. Because that seems that doesn't seem likely to me. That seems like movie magic. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe I could get my hands on a hacksaw on a chain. See if I get it. <laughs> Give it a shot. Give it a shot. I'll see if I can find it. (laughs) This is where my dad having a wood shop and me living in Baltimore would really come in handy if I could just be like, Dad, can I have like a like three feet of chain and a hacksaw? Maybe like (laughs) sure. (laughs) And he's like, for another postmortem. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, can you teach me how to hotwire a car? Can I borrow your truck to try and hotwire it? (laughs) <laughs> that would be cool that would be really fun um so yeah. could we get a bear uh <laughs> preferably one brown and one black so we can learn which to do for which to stay alive yeah oh my god dad would be so into the science of it we should start having <laughs> skip science corner <laughs> so uh, so sawing away at the chain Cut to Steve looking all over for Matt, I guess. I guess he saw that Matt got out of the attic, so he's looking all over. And because he starts being like, he starts screaming, like, where are you? And I'm like, well, you know where Karen is because you chained her to the basement. So I guess he's screaming for, uh, but I'm like, how big is this? But I'm like, how big is this house? Like, I feel like it doesn't look that big, but people seem to like lose each other a lot. Yeah, could be a lot of chains in there. A lot of chains. So now we cut to him by the Christmas tree. Who do we cut to? Oh, we cut to Steven standing by the Christmas tree, rather crazed. And he hears bells ringing. 
and then he turns. Um, it's the best Christmas carol, by the way. Um, it's Dee's favorite, too. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. that's neat. Uh, so Stephen turns, and standing in the doorway is an old man who appears to be maybe an unhoused person. And he says, please help. I can't stop the bleeding. And he appears to be holding like two children's stuffed bunnies. And there's like blood pouring out of them. And then it quickly cuts to, so it's, it, it was a, an hallucination and it cuts to a new part of the hallucination where Stephen is standing there like looking at his hands Cut to another part of the hallucination where he's like looking at his hands and they're like in bathed in the red light, but they don't appear to be in the basement. They appear to be sort of in like uh, that blank space that Eleven would find herself in in Stranger Things where it's just like Mm -hmm. nothing, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's looking at this woman who's standing in front of him with blind a blindfold on and she's just like. Stephen, why? Please help me. I can't see anything. There's something in here with me. And she's like holding her ears and there's like a thunderstorm and she's screaming and crying. And Stephen is there like crying as well. And he's just like, you're not real. You're not real. And her voice starts to sound like really crazy, like as if it's like too deep for her body kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he like holds up the gun like he's going to shoot her and just keeps saying, you're not real. You're not real. Cut to flash cut he's not standing in the abyss he's standing in his house pointing a gun at matt and karen so mm. matt has gone downstairs and unchained karen so great didn't have to get out with the hacksaw so cool and matt says it's okay it's okay and he says i wasn't here for you before but i am now steven cries And hands Matt the gun. Matt then says, it's going to be okay now. Just stay here. Question 10, what do you do? What do they do? Mm. Well, I feel like I need to like... seduce uh, (laughs) Steve in some way either chloroform him Mm -hmm. or put the chain on him Mm -hmm. take the hacksaw away Mm -hmm. cut off his own leg or something yeah Uh, you know or give up give him a drink and put some sleeping pills in it or something to just like knock him out in some way shape or form so he can just we don't have to worry about him for a minute yeah and then uh, get help get you know, I'm just going to call everybody. I'm just going to call a priest. The police, the fire department, s- Ghostbusters. hospital, Ghostbusters. Yeah. I mean. Who are you going to call? Those should be first on the list. Let's clear this house out. Yeah. Not Jerry, though. Sure. We'd like to keep him. Jerry can stay. Uh, and the police. Yeah, just get a, get a bunch of help. That's what I'm going to do. Uh. Maybe they also uh, 
think they get the police. Okay. Point for you. What do they do? They go down to the basement. But first... I thought we were in the basement. No, we had come upstairs and... His hallucination was bathed in red light, but when he comes to, he's oh, upstairs okay, again. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Karen does this thing. So she's just been chloroformed and chained to a pole in the basement mm-hmm. and then held at gunpoint and is now standing facing the man that did this. And she's just standing there with her arms crossed as if none of that happened. And just gives him one of these. Like. I was a like, pity face? A pity face. But I'm like. He, chlorof- he chloroformed you. And chained <laughs> you in the basement. And you're acting like. He just got a little too tipsy at the dinner table. Like that's. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I was like. I don't think anybody knows what's happening here. At all. Um, so. She then fought. So Matt has gone down to the basement. Karen goes down to the basement. Stephen follows them all down to the basement. Okay. Uh, Karen says to Matt first, Matt, when I was down here, something was not right. I can't explain it. He says, it's going to be okay. I love you. Matt is now going to open the door. Okay. So that's what he's doing. Uh Uh-oh. Steven then gets between Matt and the door and is like, you have no idea what you're doing. And then he starts going on about like how how he's not required to take anything on faith. Um, And Matt says, this might be the devil to you, but he's not the devil. Like basically saying like, you can believe it's the devil. That doesn't make it the devil. Um, and then he's like, those, those people, that paper, meaning like the article about the crash, none of this is going to bring them back in any way. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, Steven says, okay, okay, let's say we free him and nothing changes. Cool. But what if we are wrong and it is the devil? And we fucked everything up. And Matt says, get out of the way. And Steven says, no, there's a bigger picture. So question 11. Matt is holding a gun in his hand, not at Steven, but holding a gun uh, and trying to get to the door or wants to get to the door. Steven, spoiler alert, is holding a knife Question 11, what do you do? What does Steven do? What does Matt do? I think that Matt holds the gun up to Steven to be like, I'm doing this, so back up off me. Okay. Steven stabs Matt. Okay. I, who am I? You're you. But am I Steven or Matt? Oh, interesting. You're Matt. I 
get in the time machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make love to and you. That, not to that. Never to that. This thing is stuck. Why does it keep taking me back here? <laughs> it's the devil. <laughs> I am going to... I'm going to be like, you're right. We should keep him in there. And then I'm going to drive away and get the Ghostbusters and every, all of their friends. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. That's two out of three points. Yay. Because Matt does not hold the gun at Steven. He simply advances forward into Steven's knife. and gasps now to be fair i had to phrase it that way in order for you for in order to be able to answer the question um but we didn't know that steven was holding a knife at the when he stabbed like basically it's just like all of a sudden matt's stabbed Uh, And we see Stephen's bloody hand. And, you know, Matt falls to the ground, spitting up blood. And Karen says, Karen's like, what have you done? And she lays on his chest. Question 12, what do you do? What does she do? So Stephen has run back upstairs. Stephen has stabbed Matt and run back upstairs. What do you do? What does she do? I think she takes the gun and shoots Stephen. Okay. I take the gun, get in my car, and go get help. Yes. So, cut back upstairs. Static on the TV, flickering lights. Steven's sitting in his chair with his back to the door, blood on his hands. Karen comes up behind him. He doesn't turn around, but he feels her behind him. And actually, we don't see her. We just kind of see like a blurry silhouette of her. Mm -hmm. As Steven says, I didn't mean for this to happen. He wouldn't stop. He's always watching. He's listening. Just open the door and you can see him and you can see her. And I'm like, didn't you literally just tell Matt to not open the door? Because you didn't Isn't that why you stabbed him? him? Isn't that why you stabbed him? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because Matt didn't believe. believe. So maybe that would change what's behind the door, maybe. But regardless, Karen's had it with Steven's antics as much as we have because she holds up the gun and shoots him in the head. Whoa. Yeah. Aggressive. She's like, bye. Um. Cut to her laying with dead Matt in the basement. And we hear a man laughing from behind the door. And he says, funny thing, isn't it? Fighting yourself on the other side of the looking glass. You've got all this useless knowledge and the only certainty is that you'll never fully understand why. He's not quite gone yet. You can save him. We can save him. It's up to you. Just open the door. 
Question 13, what do you do? What does she do? So he's talking about Matt, obviously, not Steven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think she opens the door. Okay. I just, I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, devil? Well, we're not trying to stop the blood spurting out of a wound. And we're not calling 911 for the active injury. That's what I was going to do. Yeah. I was going to call 911. Point for you. Keeping the devil in there. I can't. He can't be trusted. No. Point for you. She just lays back down on his chest. Oh, she doesn't sell her soul to the devil or try to save Matt. Neither. She does neither. Uh, then right. we hear the voice say, almost got you, though, and then has more magical laughter. Um, cut to the cops driving from the beginning. And they get a call saying, we heard a gunshot, probably. I, I'm sure that's what it is. We heard a gunshot next door. Same shot from the beginning of breaking down the door. Police open up. Uh static on the TV and there's like a faint image of like an old man who actually kind of looks like it's very creepy. And I, I couldn't tell from the image, but when I went to IMDb, there was one uh, character credited as Santa. And what this guy looked like was like an old man kind of hunched over like a skinny malnourished Santa without a beard and like a Santa suit that was too big for him. It was kind of creepy. I didn't like it, but I didn't pick up that I it was, was on Santa. The TV? Yeah. Um, but I didn't pick mm. up that it was Santa until I looked at the IMDb mm. thing. And the cop appears to be seeing it. So he's the cop is looking at this image, seeing it. And then it goes away and the cop hears something. So he walks into the kitchen and he's like, holy shit. Because he sees Stephen's dead body, headshot face. And so he pulls out his cop gun and he heads down to the basement. The other cop is walking around somewhere else. So he walks down the basement. And he's like, is anybody there? And we get the same song and dance from the devil. That's like, please help me. You know, please, blah, blah, blah. Please help me. And we hear a gunshot. We see that the cop upstairs hears this gunshot as well. We are a second gunshot. Fucking Karen shot the cop and then he shot her. So she was on the ground with the gun. She sees that the cop's about to open the door to a man who's asking for help. She shoots him. He turns and shoots her. So they're both shot now. Mm -hmm. The other cop comes down and he gets the whole same devil song and dance of please help me, please help me. And then he says, is she still there? He looks over, so the cop looks over at Karen, being like, who's she? And then sees Karen shot on the ground. And she's trying to shake her head. Like, she's, she's like, dying and blood coming out of her mouth, but she's, like, trying to shake her head. Like, no, don't open it. No, don't open it. Question 14, what do you do? What does the cop do? I mean, goodness gracious. What's happening? What have we gotten ourselves into? Also, like, don't the cops do that clearing thing? I know this is from TV, too, but, like, don't you like clear that like you would see Karen long before you were opening the door. Both cops, you know, yeah. uh, also you're like calling for help. Like you're like, 
doing all the things. Officer down. Yeah. All the things. Emergency. Unless the devil, I guess maybe the devil's seducing him. I don't know. <sighs> I think he opens the door. You- I am like, emergency. You're being a police officer? Home base. Yeah. Officer down. Yeah. Send the troops. Do do the cop things. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. He opens it. We hear a big, scary sigh and the creaking of a door. The door opens and we see some patent leather shoes walk out past the cop and up the stairs. We get a little montage around the house. Three dead bodies. No, four dead bodies. And Christmas lights and things like that. And then we see a little girl's feet and the silhouette of a little girl skipping out the door down the street. Correct. So the patent leather shoes were a little girl's shoes. Yes. The devil's a little girl. In this iteration. Yes. The end. Well, yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep okay yep i guess i don't have any other words may jerry the demon protect us from the devil guys guys sorry i'm late i am so sorry jerry where have you been my friend you cannot even imagine how many holiday events i have to go to but i do want to apologize for my popular guy i am and uh you know there's always one in the family and this guy is our one and I just want to apologize. Uh, I but, get that. Uh, I got to run. I have another uh, white elephant. And uh, I've got a really great right, gift. Well. I'm giving someone an actual bag of demon shit for the white elephant. Oh, so Jer. I gotta You're go. such, a, such a prankster. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Saturnalia. Merry Yule. You know, all the stuff. See you next year. 2024. It's our year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jerry. I'm glad he popped in. He's so yeah. busy. Um, so that was that movie. Thanks. You're welcome. Why didn't they get in the car? Why didn't they do? Leave the house. Why didn't they do so many things? Just leave the house. Just leave. They could have left. Or or at least tell us that we can't leave. I Show mean, us that we can't leave. Just do anything. I mean, I think the the thing I'm most perplexed by was like putting a hacksaw directly in front of her and having it <laughs> not matter at all <laughs> at any point. Never comes back. She doesn't even need it because her husband's like, "Oh, you can quit. You can quit hacking at that chain. I'm right here." Well, maybe he hacks her out though. Because did he have the keys? He hacked her. Maybe. You just help. I'll totally your point. <laughs> Hi, Sammies! So, we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool, it's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streams. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Well, Mary frick 
fucking Christmas and a happy new year. For your debtor lives, you got three out of three. Happy birthday to you. Oh, hell yeah. For questions, you got 21 out of 28. Hell yeah. For a total of 24 out of 31. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah is right. So that was I Dropped the Devil. Well, I had a blast. Me too. I always have a blast with you. Um, Yeah. It's great. Um, So, everyone, this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, won't you stay Stay alive? Ghosted me. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.